We've been told this story that if you check all the boxes, if you do all these great things, then you will be happy. But why do so many of us still feel unfulfilled? Welcome to Wealth and Liberty, where we give you the education, tools, and solutions to go from feeling unrewarded to becoming autonomous with three simple concepts to guide us. Identity, self-development, and financial control. You know, there's right. a cadet, I just saw a West Point grad that just graduated that wanted to go travel the world, but just took a big job with one of those contracting companies. And I was like, you know, the mention was that the plan was, and of course, in a few years, I'll quit and go do what I want to do. It's and like I, and they're, not, they're not safe jobs either. Right. There's nothing saying that corporation has to keep you on. And I'm trying to do the same thing through my kind of my new program, the, the Commissioned Officer's Guide. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. It's about getting people to wake up, getting officers to wake up much earlier in their careers, take care of them while they're in the service and prepare them for that inevitable transition. And then so, not only that, take care of their people as they go. So you just explained what it is, the very brief version of it. I encourage people to go check it out in more detail. I know we've talked about this, but specifically, what have you been doing to leverage LinkedIn or other platforms to find your audience? Because I think you discovered something interesting, and this is part of the process. Right now, I am limiting my platform work to Facebook and LinkedIn. I am finding that the majority of my early audience are going to be on Facebook because many in my world of the U.S. military are not on LinkedIn yet. I don't know why. Maybe there's not a need because they're not looking for a job on the outside, which is kind of the perception that LinkedIn has. It's a place to go look for work. Hey, let me let me use you, one of your funny okay. terms and say, let me go drop ahead. anchor on you right there, Jared. Go ahead, Scott. You got it. Let me drop anchor in. So, so let me ask you this, because you kind of did some on the ground surveying of basically your peers and were shocked to see that, you know, what is it? You know, three and 20 were on LinkedIn already while they're still on active duty. You know, everybody still sort of has a Facebook account. We all know that. But, you know, you were kind of shocked at that. You know, I kind of came at, hey, I'm just going to use LinkedIn simply because, I was like, hey, anybody that's already on LinkedIn, they're more serious. That's the kind of client I want to work with anyways. I don't want to have to convince a cajole someone whether or not they should use LinkedIn. Anybody that's going to work with a game for me has got to have already figured that out. That said, what I'm curious about is how come you were one of the guys who had already stumbled onto LinkedIn well before your transition? And there's plenty who do. I mean, I see a lot of young officers that are on it for whatever reason. Maybe they're not active on it or whatever, but still you know, the record stands, you know, three out of 20 or whatever the number is are really still only on LinkedIn on active duty until they kind of get into their transition Transition brief and are kind of forced into set up a profile. And and usually, of course, they're not going to do a good job at it. Yeah. So I initially got on LinkedIn during my first military junior war college experience. Why I got in then, I don't know. If we go way back, you know, almost 10 years, I knew at some point I would be getting out of the service and need to find a job. Did you, know, you use Rally Point at all? I've never heard of Rally Point. Never heard of Rally Point. Rally Point is, <laughs> is the active duty military version of LinkedIn. 
a classmate of of mine is their CEO. Okay. So you were just kind of heard it job makes sense, you know, put a profile and and that's of those who get on LinkedIn. I think that's a high percentage as well. And it's like, Hey, guess what? At least you did. And at least you were paying attention a little bit to stumble into you know, a couple of things, including myself, I guess. Problem was I spent um, my free year then. <laughs> oh, well, I mean. Which is not, it's no big deal. Like for some reason in the service, we get so hung up about cash and money's just a tool, right? Right. So you spend money in order to generate more cash flow. That's yeah. the idea. <laughs> exactly. And now I could care less that I'm spending a couple hundred bucks a year for LinkedIn premium to have access to all the tools that LinkedIn offers. Right. It's, to, a, to it's see, money well spent. Like if you had a resume and you had just thrown it out, stapled it on every signpost around town, but it was a damn good resume and you had an awesome thing to have, but nobody called you, but you knew they were interested because you heard people talking about it. How valuable would it be if you were able to see everybody who walked up to your signpost and read your thing and thought to themselves, man, I got to call that guy, but they just never got around to it. Like, it's the information it, that, that, age. That, the premium feature on LinkedIn. I know we didn't talk about this a lot in the masterclass. Hey, much, how much did you pay? When did you start one to pay for it? Cause I didn't want to breach that yet, but it's like, yes, yes. When you pay for some of one of these softwares, anything, when you pay for the premium service, you get premium stuff. And you know, I find that one to be extremely valuable to see who checked you out. Cause then you could follow up with them and say, Hey, notice you checked me out. Was there anything you wanted to chat about? The point you're making now, the thought occurred to me is, is when you are getting things for free, you are being influenced by those who are paying Damn, to have a, a higher point. service. Right. Well, that's why if I think you're it's- paying, you're paying for a service. You've got a better chance at being an influencer because you're arming yourself and equipping yourself with information in this information age. And that's why it's money. Yeah. That's why I think when they had to um, go to the thrift savings plan model, the, one of the reasons they made it like almost cheap is, is to kind of, they made it so cheap to make it seem like it was almost like this only option required way to save money for the future or the assumed way. That way they could put more onus on the individual service member and veteran, making it seem like it's the government taking care of them. And then there's no responsibility whatsoever. And so the government could then pass off that responsibility on, even though they end up not doing that because, you know, the VA is just bloated and they basically try to pay for everybody's everything. But I think initially the intention was to attract, it was a recruiting tool. Yeah. But in addition, I mean, our ability to really utilize the assets we've got in TSP is, is extremely restrictive that I found over the last uh, year and a half or so as I've really looked hard at TSP. And it's kind of scary being in this position because there's not a whole lot I can do to position the cash I have locked up in that into a good position to maybe make money. It's just restrictive. We won't get into that, but it, but this topic kind of hits, it ties back into my, my the commissioned officer's guide idea. And the, the whole idea behind it results from my three life pillars that I recently come up with as I have grown and and kind of come to a, a better understanding of myself. And those are the pillars of health, status, and wealth. And there's a money element to that wealth picture that I will provide those that want to be members of the Commission Officers Guide on virtual wardrooms in order to take care of ourselves. Because, you know, there's this 
mask saying, Hey, the government's taking care of you. And really it's not the government's taking care of its, its military entity to go do the job that we're paid to do in the event that the nation calls, we got to take care of ourselves. It is up to each individual to fully understand their own family situation and their own individual situation, understand what they want to get out of life overall. And then within that, understand what they want to get out of service. And then to take that a step further, to understand what they offer and can give back to the, to the community. So that's why the Commission Officers Guide exists. I want to reach back and touch the most junior of officers and reach up and touch the most senior of officers and blend this knowledge that both ends of the spectrum have and put that content online so that it's readily and available to the families that so desperately need it, both on the health front and the suicide crisis and the transition challenge that our military families are experiences and on the wealth front with the very well known and documented financial challenges that veterans and active duty service members and families have, we can solve this. It's not hard. It takes information. It takes a little bit of innovation and a little bit of initiative and a whole lot of hard work. Powerful. Well, on that note, Jared, why don't we all transition to the action class of what this whole meeting was about to begin with, which is the LinkedIn masterclass. So I think this is a good transition because now we can talk about what you're actually doing today. You know, with the, no- earlier. <laughs> with the knowledge, I think, wow, I was not expecting that conversation. And I'm so glad that we had it because that's a really podcast worthy conversation we just had. Scott, let me tee up our conversation on LinkedIn then. My biggest challenge right now is not coming up with ideas of content to create, whether or not that's written, verbal, or video taped verbal as well, but it's getting my, what I think is my audience to engage on my content. I'm getting, I'm seeing a whole lots of Stop, stop posting content. What? Just stop posting content. Don't post content. Just stop for a while. Just do the interviews. That's your content. Okay. You'll get the content from the interviews. Actually, that's what I'm saying. Record the interviews. You can use the interviews as content. And then, then you're generating relationships where you're sharing their stuff. They're going to then, what's the number one rule for persuasion? Reciprocation. They're going to want to, so now you get 30, 40, 50 people where you've shared a two minute video promoting them, left them, you know, recommendations on their LinkedIn that's the relationship thing. And then when you start to post your ideas, which is really sharing their ideas or sharing their problems and their words, it's going to resonate. Okay. More. Thanks for the tip. And then we can go into And that way, the communication, written, verbal, audio, video, whatever, just do one of them and then repurpose. Thanks for the tip. I appreciate it. All right. Another concern is, and I, and I tried to hit it up in the videos, like, oh, but I'm not getting likes and comments and, and all that. Well, it's like, well, that's just general feedback okay, then what I'm saying isn't resonating. So you got to do something different. Do something different. Yeah. yeah. So and typically when you say stuff like, what do you think? Like, like below, comment below. It's like, you're not just, here's what it is. You're not Gary V yet. Right. So Uh, what are you, I'm not, what are you talking about? It's like, it's like, (laughs) who's compelled to respond to that? I do that sometimes just to see, if it'll, I mean, a lot of times it's like a message me or whatever, just to kind of get it in their heads. But, but remember that's all kind of still, even though you're literally trying to ask for their opinion, meaning you think you're being valuable to say, you know, let me know what you think. Think about it. It's actually an ask. 
it's you putting something on them and asking something to them. So it's got to be organic that they want to engage until, of course, you get enough of that audience where it's like when you say comment below, somebody feels like you're actually talking to them. No, that's all I'd say about that is don't worry about generating the engagement. Or, I mean, don't fight for that. Instead, be valuable and share you know insights you learn from these other conversations, from things like this today. It's like anytime you share tips, people do right on your stuff. They say, oh, cool, that was a nice tip, or that's a nice thing. So th- that's that's all. And it doesn't always have to be this thought-provoking, you know, like – deep thing you know usually the best thing is simply to share it i just learned this this is a tip or whatever here's a conversation this guy just taught me you know short and sweet meaningful you know next okay yeah i'm finding that doing shorter articles and and post is is better too but i'll just i'll just keep taking that advice and seeing seeing where it takes me all right Okay, guys. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap up this conversation. Thank you for indulging us last minute, Jared, for an impromptu interview. And I'm sure that our followers will really appreciate this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Jen. I hope so. And everybody out there, feel free to reach out anytime. So Scott, Jen, I enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great uh, great day. Cool. Cool. Good job, man. Keep it up. All right. Take care, guys. We'll chat more later. Thanks for listening to Wealth and Liberty and choosing to learn how to live an autonomous life. Please leave us a review on iTunes and share the show with a friend who you know needs to hear this message. Remember to subscribe at wealthandliberty.us and connect with me, Scott R. Tucker, on LinkedIn.